Did they boss the investigation of a serial killer because of prejudice inside the force? Catching images of what they believe are ghosts The victims there were vulnerable women, many indigenous. The world is a lot. It really is. That's why we started our podcast, Six Sad World. I am Jasmine, and this is my co-host Mari. And we host a bi-weekly podcast on all things macabre. We cover anything from serial killers to cults to alien conspiracies to ghost stories and so much more. We are childhood friends and we're both passionate about social justice. We'll discuss how these things intersect with racism, sexism, ableism, and queermisia. We both have unique perspectives coming from marginalized identities. Me as a black cis woman and Mari as a disabled trans person. We offer the kinds of conversations we felt were missing in true crime and horror. And we're hoping you'll join the conversation, too. So check out Six Sad World. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find your podcasts. Welcome to Rock Candy. Hi. Your weekly podcast bringing you tricks and treats from the spoopy world of music. Mostly tricks. I mean, well, you know. Yeah. We're tricksy. We're tri- we're, yeah. We're turning tricks. <laughs> no. Up here at Rock Candy. That's not what I meant. Oh, was that wrong? No, no, Are that's we wrong. not turning tricks? That's, that's very wrong. All right. Well, okay, let's stick with treats. It's treats. We just do treats. Yeah. Sweet treats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we are your two ghoulish lady hosts. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And this week, to put a nice little black demon bow <laughs> on the end of October, we are giving y'all a little short rundown of a Halloween playlist. Not your typical Halloween playlist. A little a little typical. A l- like. There's a couple in there. But it's like, like, oh, yeah, okay. We don't have, like, the fucking Monster Mash or... Thriller. Or Thriller or anything. Ghostbusters. These are all great songs. They are. Do not get me wrong. They are essentials on any Halloween playlist. But there's a lot of other really great ones that are applicable. Yeah. I have an eight-hour Halloween playlist. Yeah. So this was really difficult. I think I need to have a Halloween playlist. For some... How on earth did it... Just completely skip my mind to me of all people not have a Halloween playlist. A Halloween playlist. I don't know. I probably should. So yeah, it's I, just it's pretty at, essential at this point. It's all gonna be like fucking typo negative and metal. That's all it's gonna be. You've, you've, you've rediscovered typo negative. Yeah, well, I, I, technically, I didn't really listen to typo negative back in high school and everybody else was into it. I, I didn't listen to them. So technically, I'm just discovering them. Don't come for me. I know. <laughs> I have discovered I, what I, I didn't I discover late. before. I get it. We're, yep. But we're it, trying. I'm doing it. So get off my dick. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, guys, Power Man 5000 still makes music. <laughs> My God, get off I will never, the Power Man I will 5000 never, train. I'll never get off that train. I'm on it. I'm on it to no. go now. <laughs> oh, man. That's, hey, Maggie. Yeah. Are you ready to go? I, I am. Are you ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. What <laughs> you gonna do? Baby, baby. Just okay, all the I'm time. Done. We're, in your we're head. done. We're done.
Okay. He's Rob Zombie's brother. <laughs> I'm sure Rob Zombie doesn't need to be reminded of that. I'm sure Rob Zombie doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> What's wrong with Rob Zombie? I don't know. Probably a lot of things, but that's what makes him him. Yes. It's fine. Lovely, unique individual. <laughs> and that's, that's all you need. Yeah. But anyway. Yes. And to... Join us on this journey through music this week. We are drinking Collective Arts Jam Up the Mash because we're listening to jams and there's the Monster Mash. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much where I went with all sure, this. Sure, but it's in reference to, I assume, the beer because mash, sour yeah. mash. Sour it's mash. a sour. It's yeah. a sour beer. Yeah, and it's a dry hopped sour, but it, it, it tastes very, you can really taste the citrus in it, which is nice. And yeah. as you said earlier, it tastes like an alcoholic orangina. 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 <laughs> we used to call it orangina. And I can't really say it right ever anymore. Orangina. Orangina. That's yeah. it. But yeah, it is really fucking good. Like pretty much everything we've had from Collective Arts Brewing. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. And some pretty awesome monstery looking artwork on it yeah their artwork is fantastic i love it i need to look into what they're doing more because i'm just i'm here for it i believe they commission artists to create artwork like different artists from wherever Uh all over the place to to make their um the art on their cans i think i think that's why it's called collective arts it's because they get like an artist collective going to make the artwork for yeah, their cans. That makes sense. I, I, I believe that. Whether or not that's true, we don't know. It's true someone now. Will, someone will correct that's us, my story. I'm sure. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's how this goes. Yep. That's how all this goes. But yeah, I hopefully throughout this episode we can give you some, maybe some songs that you're like, yeah, I was down with that. I already knew about this song. It's a great song. Or yeah. you'd be like, Wow. I didn't know that didn't was a good even, song. There was, there's at least one on my list that you were like that with. Yes, that's true. So maybe everyone else will be like, yeah, this makes sense. Oh, I got you. Yeah. But hopefully this will be a nice, easy breezy episode. Easy Full breezy, of fun. Beautiful episode. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Halloween. You're first. Yes, I am first. And I will start off. My half of the playlist with Outcast's song Dracula's Wedding. Look, I like to start out all parties on a sweet jam, Mm -hmm. and this one is perfect for Halloween. This is like a good starter. Get everyone in the groove. Get in the groove. Like, you guys want to fucking party? It's fucking Halloween. I got Dracula in the house. Let's go. Dracula and and Outcast. I mean, mostly it's Outcast, but Dracula, he's there too. And Outcast, like, it's always guaranteed to just make your party more fun and make you look cooler as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they listen to Outcast. Nobody says that. Diversity? Question mark? I guess. Sure. 
When this song is from their fifth studio release, the double album Speaker Box slash The Love Below. The one that Heya came off of. Yes. yes. Heya, Roses, I Like the mm-hmm. Way You Move. It, it was one, it's their biggest album. And for those not really familiar with Outkast's works, these two albums were released as a one set because each showcased Big Boy and Andre 3000's work separately. For all intents and purposes, Speaker Box is Big Boy's solo album, and The Love Below is Andre 3000's. And while they helped each other to produce the albums, their compositions were totally their own. And didn't didn't they work with like different songwriters mm-hmm. and different producers, even though they collaborated together while while producing? Right. But like it was, it's it's so funny that two that one group can create two. Separate albums that are their own thing and put them together and it works. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. It, it, it still manages to be its separate thing but flow together nicely. It's, that's a really good example of musicians doing an experiment that actually comes out really, really like, well. Oh, we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> good job, us. And no yeah, one's going to universally pan us. Yeah. Awesome. Like, they really are working on the same plane. Yeah. Overall. Well, Dracula's Wedding shows up on Andre 3000's The Love Below, so it's his song. And many have said that this album's themes of love and self-discovery came from his breakup with Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. So the song's clearly about Dracula's fear of commitment. He talks about all these amazing things he can do, <laughs> being the prince of darkness but being with this one woman for the rest of his life absolutely terrifies him. Is he Dracula in this? Oh, he's totally singing it from the, the standpoint of Dracula. But I, it makes me wonder, is Andre 3000 terrified of commitment? Oh, are you asking if Andre 3000's Dracula? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. In this particular song. Oh, I just mean, I think he's just Dracula. Period. Period. <laughs> End of story. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'd follow I'd follow along with that. Mm-hmm. And the second half of this song features the artist Kellis, uh, Milkshake. Keyless, I believe. Is it Keyless? Yes. Damn it. I think. Don't quote me on oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. They're, you'll let us know, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Someone will let us know. Well, she takes it from the female perspective of how she can't wait to be with him and he has nothing to fear because she loves him and they have their whole lives to spend together. Um. It also includes a lot of vampire puns. It is just filled (laughs) with vampire puns. Oh, that's cute. It's really cute. I like a good pun. Yeah. Like, it's a fun, it's a very Andre 3000 song because it's fun and goofy and funky and jazzy. Yeah. And it's lighthearted, but. That pretty much describes Andre 3000 to a T. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, yeah, he's singing from the perspective of Nosferatu. However, this theme can be felt by anyone that feeling that some get when they're getting into a new relationship and talk about taking it to the next level. Is this the person you want to share the rest of your life with? Even Dracula finds this question unnerving. And maybe there's a comfort in knowing that even Dracula has trouble with love. Aww. Yeah. Poor Dracula. Poor Dracula. Or Alucard, or whatever you call him. Yeah. I blame Van Helsing. <laughs> it's all his fault. That movie was pretty... It was something. It was a movie! It sure was. That <laughs> but that's pretty much all I gotta say on that. I think it's a great addition to any Halloween playlist. And I think it's actually on a lot anyway, so most people probably know it. But if you didn't, 
fucking download it. Yeah. It's a good tune. Well, since yours kind of eases everyone into, you know, getting their, the groove on at the Halloween party, yeah. mine basically just punches people in the face with it. Oh, so, <laughs> so so we take this from like maybe a seven up to like a 20 real quick. Oh, yeah, real quick. So right. this is appropriately named Halloween by King Diamond. Or Halloween. I thought he was going to say Halloween. You are my queen. Oh, that would have been, that would have flowed better. But, you know, maybe he just wants to be married to Halloween. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Well, wait, he's King Diamond. Yes. So should she marry him? She would be queen. queen, So it still works. The marriage still works. Yes. Yeah. Queen, Queen Halloween Diamond? Yes. Perfect. Got it. Kind of sounds like... Um, a horse on My Little Pony. Oh, goth horse. That'd be the best horse. <laughs> but anyway, is this not one of the best Halloween songs yeah. ever? It's a very appropriate Halloween song. <laughs> Absolutely. King Diamond is one of those bands that pretty much every song could be great on Halloween, on a Halloween playlist. Of course. Devil Worship, Satanic Chants, Gothic Imagery. You'd be hard-pressed to find a King Diamond song that doesn't have this stuff in it. And this is intentional. And you may remember from our Norwegian Black Metal episodes that King Diamond and Merciful Fate were part of the first wave of Black Metal in the early and Mm mid-80s. And they were a huge influence on metal. King Diamond himself introduced a generation to corpse paint. Oh, yes. He was the first one to do it, which was copied by so many metal musicians afterward, including all those black, murderous black metalers killing each (laughs) other in Norway. Our favorites. Our favorites. Euronymous. Varg. Varg. (laughs) But while with Merciful Fate, King Diamond cultivated an image of true satanic revelry, and he continued that after Merciful Fate disbanded in 1985 with King Diamond. That's the name of the band and his name. I was going to say. Halloween, of course, plays a huge role in his songwriting. I mean, the song Halloween is a huge duh, but the song is (laughs) off of King Diamond's first album called Fatal Portrait, which has so many creepy songs. You could just play that album at a party and you're good to go. And Lurking in the Dark and Haunted are really great honorable mentions from that album. So That makes sense. King Diamond is wonderful. Don't be put off by his crazy voice. I know he sounds like Dr. Rock, so. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) feel like I'm watching some kind of adult swim show. But he has a true falsetto voice. He's not singing from his nasal passages. He's he's got a fucking voice. And he also looks like Lenny Kilmeister's little brother. Oh. He's a cute little 70s rock and roll guy. That's fun. And he's still going. He's still touring now. I believe they recently put out an album, I think. But also, only a few years ago, he had triple bypass surgery. Woof. And he was, like, worried, you know, 
of course you're going to be worried that it's going to affect your voice and your yeah. breathing and everything. Yeah. But luckily he came through it really well and he still has like breathing issues. He can't intake as much air as he used to, which oh. when you when you sing in that kind of register, you have, you have to be able to do it. So it's a little difficult for him, but he's still he's still working it. Good job, King Diamond. Good for him. Way to fucking rock it out, man. Yeah, but listen to King Diamond cuz he's fucking great. Yeah, especially right now. Like It's a perfect time. Finish this episode and queue up some fucking King Diamond. Get yourself in the mood. Yeah. Play it when you got trick-or-treaters coming in. I think it'll go over <laughs> really well. Put on some corpse paint and a leather jacket. You are fucking good to go. Seriously. It's the one day a year you're allowed to be goth as fuck and no one's going to say anything. That's what we should have done. You could have been dead. I could have been Euronymous. Aww. What is wrong with us? I mean, there's always next year. I guess. Or there's just always, always. There's always, always. <laughs> we, we, we definitely... Dress costumey from time to time, just yeah. when we go out. Because it's fun. And it's fun. It's always Halloween for us. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I, I see candy in the store already, and ho- the Christmas movies are already on TV. Stop it. Fuck off Har- Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Nobody wants your shit right now. Nobody wants your shit. God damn it. <laughs> Pay- spend $10 for one of your fucking greeting cards. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> not subscribing to this. Anyway, I will, I will. Let's move on to your next one. I'll take my so rage and turn it into some gothic depression with Violet Femme's country death song. little daughter, I said to the youngest one, put your coat on, we'll have some fun. We'll go out to the mountains, the one to This haunting tune is the first track off the Violent Femmes' sophomore album, Hollowed Ground. Overall, it never charted too high or received the commercial success that their debut did, because their debut had, you It was know, Blister in the Sun. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much all people know Violent Femmes for, I feel like. There's two other songs. Yeah. I don't remember their names, but I could probably conjure uh, up a lyric Why can't I get just, just one, one kiss? kiss? Why, why can't, can't I get, get just one kiss? And I'm looking for my life, and I just need a kiss. Yeah, that one. I should be in a Violent Femmes cover band. I know perfect. the words. Perfect. Just pretend you're really drunk or something. You're just mumbling. It's yeah, fine. like really nasally. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The songs have many Christian-related lyrics that fans initially believed to be ironic, but it turns out lead singer Gordon Gano is a devout Christian. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So this caused some friction in the band because two of the band members were staunch atheists who did not want to perform the songs about the subjects that they so greatly opposed. Obviously, they eventually relented and made all these songs. But yeah, I listened through this album. Very Jesus-y. Super Jesus-y. That's weird. It was interesting. That's not what you really think of the Violent Femmes Mm -mm. for. Not at all. Well, Country Death Song was written by Gordon back in high school when he was inspired after hearing, or excuse me, after reading a newspaper article from 1862 of a farmer who killed his youngest child and then hung himself. Wow. That's exactly what the song was about. So he took it and just wrote it verbatim, pretty much. Huh. Yeah. 
The song plays like a story you would hear about a frontiersman who was desperate to make ends meet but had too many mouths to feed, or perhaps just a farmer with an unchecked mental illness who felt he needed to kill his child and then, unable to live with himself, kill himself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The simple bass line plays throughout and leaves you feeling pretty unsettled, and it builds up to this climax you don't want to get to when he pushes his daughter into a well so deep he never hears her hit the bottom. Oh. Yeah, it's a pretty upsetting song. Like if you just sit around, it's a really good song when the leaves are changing and you're driving on a country road and you play it. And it fucking, it leaves you unsettled. But also at the same time, the, the bass line is kind of jolly. It is, but it's in is, a minor key. But it it's a good juxtaposition to... Yeah fucked up lyrics <laughs> it's, yeah it's like when they do that in horror movies where you have a scene where something really fucked up is happening but they're playing a really yeah. upbeat song and you're like oh i feel wrong yeah i don't like this. also can never look at this song the same way again yeah exactly it's one of those songs that it's like it ruins the movie ruined that song for you and you're like well that was nice while it lasted it's over yeah cool that's fine <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a great addition to any Halloween playlist for show. Yeah, it's a good one. So the next one that I have, I feel like we end up talking about this band in every episode. Yeah. And that's fine because fine it's one it. of my fucking favorite bands. So deal with it. Yeah. Sisters of the Moon by Fleetwood Mac. Hell yeah. One of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. One of my favorite Stevie Nicks songs ever. It's a great song. Period. And like we were just saying, the way that they performed it, like like in the early 80s, they did an extended um, version of it live. Yeah. And they kind of mixed up the lyrics a little bit. And it's so mesmerizing and so good. Just fucking YouTube Sisters of the Moon live. And you will not be disappointed. It's yeah. so good. And it is the one where Mick gets fed a beer, yes. Yes, there is one video <laughs> where Mick is drumming for like a minute or so before they really get into the song. And he doesn't have any free hands. So a roadie comes and feeds him a beer while That's he's That's a good drumming. fucking roadie right that there. Is a very, if that was my only job, I would, I would do that job so well. Yeah. I will feed beers to you, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, please pay me to do pay that. Pay me to do that because I will do it. Although I don't know if you're maybe too old for that shit. I don't know. You, I'm never too old to feed a beer to Mick Fleetwood. Oh, I, just meant, I don't know if he's too old for that oh. shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's on or off the wagon anymore. No, so. no idea. Who knows? This song encapsulates the witchy woman vibe that everyone associates with Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. Even the woman she's describing in the lyrics is very Stevie. Flowy black dresses, moons, witchcraft, followers, spells. Definitely spells out this lady is a witch and this is her coven. Nice. The song appeared on Tusk, the ambitious double album that followed after Rumors. It's not all double albums work out. Yeah. This is a really good example of that. Yeah. 
if you want to learn more, go back and listen to our our episode on Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. episode number three. There you go. It's one of the few standout songs on the album, mainly because most of the album was written solely by Lindsay Buckingham and Sisters of the Moon was written by Stevie. But Stevie says she has no idea what the song is about. <laughs> It was a result of one of the few sessions they had in a studio together when recording Tusk. It was written quickly and the lyrics were almost stream of consciousness. She said that it was a result of, quote, going going inward into my gnarly trollness. What? Which I think is really funny. <laughs> gnarly trollness. Oh, Stevie, you're not a troll. No, not at all. No, that's she wrong. She is a fucking queen and I love her. Yes. And I can only hope to be her someday. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about last night, but God, I just, I want to be a witch. I just want to be a witch. I want to live deliciously. (laughs) Be a witch. And have a black Philip all your own. Yeah. I would love a black Philip. He's a real cool goat. I'm down with that. I just, you know. I'm cool with black Philip. I need to have a, I just need to be in a coven. One that drinks a lot of wine. We can do that. That's fine. We can have a wine coven. We'll meet once a week and just drink wine. And then listen to like Stevie Nicks and Susie and the Banshees and and dress in black. Yeah. That's about it. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, kind of going astray from the witchy, gothy, lady vibe. Sticking with ladies. My next pick is the Dolly Rots punk rock werewolf. isn't much to say about this song it's pretty obvious that it's about a badass werewolf that goes to punk rock shows and he's kind of my hero it's like teen wolf but punk that's exactly what made me like that's exactly where my brain went i'm like oh it's teen wolf yeah michael j fox but like he's a punk not a basketball player which makes him even better. Right? They should have done that. Yeah. If they're, gonna do a, if they're gonna do a Teen Wolf remake, can you just make him a punk rock guy? They did do a Teen Wolf remake. Well, they, they made, made the show. They made the show, and he was still not a punk rock Still wasn't. Werewolf. He played lacrosse, which what? was an interesting... Yeah, I watched it. Come for me. I like werewolves. There's not enough werewolf shit. There's no. so much vampire. There's an oversaturation of zombie, but not nearly enough werewolf. So whenever there's a werewolf thing... In another thing, like with even, yep, I'm saying it, the Twilight series and yeah, the, there was a werewolf in there. There's a werewolf in that or True Blood. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the werewolf. <laughs> like, can you fuck vampires? Just bring me the werewolf. Vampires fucking we suck. Are... Ha, ha, uh, ha, I gotta hate myself. Um, yeah, we're we're in for a werewolf. Revolution. We need a werewolf revolution. Yes. I need it. I need Can we it make now. shirts that say werewolf Re- revolution? Yeah. That'd be a great band name. Werewolf revolution. Put that on your list. It's going on my <laughs> fucking band name list. For the band that I will never have. Uh. But it's fine. But yes, I just, I love werewolves. They have a soft spot in my heart. There isn't enough. So like, get on it. Uh, so the band, the Dolly Rots are a husband, wife, pump, pop, fuck. <sighs> The band The Dolly Rots are a husband-wife 
pop punk duo that came out in the early 2000s. They released punk rock werewolf on their album Love Songs, Werewolves and Zombies back in 2013. It's all acoustic and was originally just a private album written for fans only, and they would just send it out digitally to fans that supported it. Mm -hmm. But uh, since then, obviously, a whole CD has been put out, and you can get it on any Mm -hmm. streaming device. It's fine. And actually, the whole album is pretty good for Halloween because it includes other songs like Emo Cthulhu, I'd Rather Be a Zombie, and a bunch more. So It sounds, like, funny Yeah, it's fun. it's fun and cute. It'd actually be perfect for, you know, like, I don't know, your your preteens having a party. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Or like your Maggie's having a party and I'm like, I like the song. It's fun. It's just a house full it's of Maggie's. Fucking badass. We're all wearing fucking Werewolf Revolution t-shirts and, and drinking beer and talking about Power Man 5000. Well, in the same vein as that song, you should, if you like that one, you should check out Wolf Like Me by TV on the radio because that is a song that almost made it to my list but I didn't have enough slots so because you needed to make room for Dragula right I needed to make room for Dragula because that takes up one through four yeah already yeah so next song coming up guys Dragula Dragula. (laughs) there you go But no, Wolf Like Me is really good. TV on the radio is really good, too. But Wolf Like Me is especially good because it's about re- werewolves. All right. I'm here It's for very it. Halloween-y. That should make it onto your Halloween list. It should. So my next pick is a very Halloween-y song, mm-hmm. but also uh, the only, well, aside from Sisters of the Moon, it's one of only two songs on my list mm-hmm. that are not metal. There you go. <laughs> But this is uh, Dearly Departed by Shaky Graves. It's funny that you just mentioned Edward Sharp. And the Magnetic Zeros. And the Magnetic Zeros when we were just listening to that because Shaky Graves was technically on their tour. He was the, quote, official busker that greeted people as they walked into... Uh the venues uh that is weird the most hipster thing yes i've ever fucking heard of yes and i lived in fucking brooklyn for four years yep just throwing that out there official busker i'm pretty sure that if you are hired to be a busker you're not then you're not a busker no that's not how busking works no no it's not Hmm. edward sharp looking at you i know that's not your real name Anyway, Shaky Graves is actually a solo project by musician Alejandro Rose Garcia. He and his friend Esme Patterson wrote the song on Halloween morning in 2013. And by that evening, they were performing the song to hundreds at the Boulder Theater in Colorado. Oh, that's fun. So it was actually written for Halloween on Halloween. Oh, that's really cute. Esme also sings on the song and guests on a couple other songs on the Shaky Graves album and The War to Come. 
Esme remarked that it was one of the weirder experiences on stage as it was Halloween, they were wearing ridiculous costumes, and the crowd was going nuts for a song just written only a few hours before. Oh, that's so cool. But, of course, this song absolutely took off, and she didn't expect it, Shaky Graves didn't expect it, but now he's, like, getting awards all over the place for this song and all that shit. Nice. But it's a really cute song. It's got hand claps. Yeah, I fucking love hand claps. Right? I'm here for them. Hand claps make everything better. It does. I'm one of those people who, when I'm driving, I have to take both my hands off the steering wheel to (laughs) clap along with the song. Yes. If there are hand claps. Yes. You have to. Love them. Hand clapping away. Well, my song doesn't have hand claps in it. That's okay. But I think my next song is pretty fucking choice. And uh, it is... Pretty well known. I'm sure it's probably on people's playlists, but I put it on my list anyway because fuck you. <laughs> my next song is The Ramones Pet Cemetery. Yay! Obviously written about the Stephen King novel of the same name and for the 1989 movie adaption. Mm -hmm. Adaptation. Adaptation. Adaption. Nope. Adaptation. There you go. Adaption. Oh, you got it. It became a pretty big hit for them and was a staple for their live performances in the 90s. But it also has a pretty funny story to go along with it. (laughs) Mr. King is a big-time Ramones fan. Really? Yep. One time when they were touring around New England, he invited them to his home in Bangor, Maine. Mm-hmm. There he gave Dee Dee Ramone a copy of the book, and with that, Dee Dee went into the basement and came up a little while later with the lyrics to the song. Wait, went into Stephen King's basement? I guess so. Okay. Well, at least this is how Marky Ramone recalled it happening in his 2014 memoir. Except according to Stephen King, this story is complete bullshit. (laughs) He said none of this ever happened. They never visited his house. They did have dinner together when they were touring New England. Uh But that was it at this fancy steakhouse. And he just commented how, you know, the Ramones, we were at a really nice restaurant and they all just came in in their t-shirts and ripped jeans. Very Ramonesy. But I'm I'm wondering who to believe, right? Because Stephen King was did it a lot every, of coke. Were all of them on coke? I don't really know the Ramones drug story very well. I just know that Stephen King I'm did just a assu- lot of yeah, coke. I'm just assuming about the the Ramones, but I I know Stephen King was on a hell of a fucking hell lot of a fuck of, ton. Yeah, yeah. He I don't know, bro. I don't know. He said it didn't happen though. But even with that, he still said like. Don't don't change it. He told the publisher, keep it in there because the legend is way cooler than the truth. Yeah. Because Stephen King can appreciate a good story as he is an author. Mm-hmm. Of the event, Marky also said that that was the day that Dee Dee stated that he was going to be going out on his own to make a solo hip hop record. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a huge mistake? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to take a hot <laughs> second to shout out our friends at Make It Stop podcast again. They actually covered the album. Oh, man. It's not great. Yeah. It's not really It's not really even good. It's, 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 it's worse than bad. It's worse than bad. 
Really? Yeah. You should definitely listen to our episode about it because it's fucking... Oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> he has a song called Mashed Potato Time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like it's and like it hip-hop for kids. It, yeah, I wouldn't really call it rap or hip-hop. It's just... Bad. A white dude, middle-aged white dude. A very misguided together. white dude. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. The back to the song itself, Pet Cemetery was a commercial success for the band and got more love than any of their other songs on MTV. The music video probably helped because it was filmed in Sleepy Hollow, up in upstate New York. Quote, unquote, upstate New Ooh. York. Ooh. Don't tell anybody around here that's upstate. Yeah. Wait, it, I think Sleepy Hollow's upstate-ish enough. Sleepy Hollow is in Westchester. Oh, no, never mind. It's not. That's downstate, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. Well, according to the internet, they call, they call it upstate New York. I, I always called it upstate New York because I lived in the same... I grew up in the same area and we all called it upstate New York because that is upstate from New York City. No. That is what everybody down there calls it. You can't rag on them for it because that's what they fucking call it. But also... Upstate is like Albany. Yeah. And no- a little bit north. Well, actually, apparently we're not even upstate. We're like... <laughs> oh my God, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten... I've even got people like, were you never really the upstate? Upstate's like Potsdam. No, that's the north country, you pieces of shit. Yeah, don't... Don't... It's... We're all very particular in New York <laughs> State, in case you can't tell about where we're from yeah. and what you call just, where we're from. Just don't call anything upstate and you'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't don't even use that word. Don't even think it. And Somebody just avoid will know. Western New York, because Western New York is a hard, obvious place to not go to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only definitive area. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they're filming in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery for it on a very cold January night. And you can see just the breath coming from all of them as they're like... <laughs> I don't want to fucking be out here. And it's they're all fucking like, freezing. And they're all skinny dudes, probably not dressed for the no, weather. Nope, they are not. And not at all. And it also features cameos from Debbie Harry and Chris Stein from Blondie mm-hmm. and the Dead Boys and just random scenes of the movie spliced into it. So it's it's a pretty, it's it's a fun, weird music video. It's <laughs> It looks like some they just did it themselves kind of like oh we'll just do this and then we'll do this just fuck it and then we're gonna splice low budget scenes. like whoever edited it was just like i don't fucking know they were probably on cocaine probably it was stephen king <laughs> looks great guys and then there's that part where he said can i throw a child orgy in here and they're like nah man we can't uh that's weird um on a completely ridiculous level is that inappropriate yeah completely yeah. No. No, no. Stephen no, no, King, no. he made some choices in his books. Stephen yeah. King was on a lot of coke. Because <laughs> he was, so. Anyway. That's what I got All from right. Pet Cemetery. All right. So you may know it, but you may not have known the story behind it. So I welcome. did not know the story behind it. Oh, there you go. Oh, good for them. Even if it is bullshit, it's a fun story. <laughs> it's still really fun. <laughs> the next song that I have is... By probably the most quintessentially gothic rock band that I could have possibly thought of. It's Black Number One by Typo Negative.
just want to like drink <laughs> coffee and smoke cigarettes now. You have to sit down and listen to that whole entire song. It's a, quite the long it's song. It's like 11 and a half minutes song. It has like different acts in it. Oh my it's God. like It's like they took three different songs and put them together and made them fit and it works so good. And it's so fantastic. I don't want to get too far into the history of Typo Negative or its singer slash bassist Peter Steele because mm-hmm. I'd really love to do a whole episode okay. on them someday because Peter Steele is a really fascinating person. Sure. Um, he sounds it. <laughs> their story is really interesting and they are such an iconic band in the goth scene and they deserve their own episode. Um, and also Peter Steele died in 2010. Oh, so it would be kind of nice to... A little tribute. I guess. All right. I guess. I'm down with that. Maybe just dissect him a little bit. Okay. I suppose. That being said, Peter Steele was the main composer for the band and wrote Black Number no. 1 for, for their breakout album, Bloody Kisses. He was known for his intense presence. He was six foot eight. Whoa. And was really damn built. Whoa. Yeah. He was a big dude. Hot. He was he was actually really hot. Oh. Yeah, he was really hot. I'm here for it. He also posed for Playgirl, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he had long black hair and a very intense stare. Ooh. And like bright Smolta. green eyes. Yeah, kinda. Mm. Yeah. I'm into it. All right. Despite how almost scary looking he was in person, his friends and family said he was actually a really sweet guy. He was intelligent, soft-spoken, caring, gentle, with a dark and witty sense of humor. That was his real-life personality, and he poured all the darkness and gothic stuff floating around in his head into his music. Okay, that makes sense. And that's how we got Bloody Kisses. Almost the entire album, and most of Typo Negative's repertoire, is about sex and goth women. Yep. With the exception of the song Bloody Kisses, A Death in the Family, which is actually about Peter's cat dying. Aww. Which is sad. That is sad. Uh, Black Number One is about the ultimate goth girl that Peter once dated. But the song isn't paying tribute to her. It's actually mocking her. Oh, shit. And all the other goths who take themselves way too seriously. (laughs) It's like the first line is, um, she's in love with herself. Oh, okay. Like, this, this girl was really in love with herself, loved the way she looked and thought she was really great. And according- She has an Instagram full of selfies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all selfies. Here's my new black dress. Do I'm you like so my lipstick? Sad. It's so black. I'm so damaged. But fans didn't really get the sarcasm, and they fucking love the song anyway. Okay. But this girl had some kind of power over Peter because when they broke up, he took it extremely hard. He attempted suicide, but his attempt was unsuccessful. Then one day, while working for the New York Department of Parks and Recreation, okay, he wrote the song in his head. As Peter said, he was, quote, waiting in line for three hours to dump 40 cubic yards of human waste at the Hamilton Avenue Marine Transfer Station okay. when the song came to him. Okay. Yeah. He worked, before Typo Negative made it big, he worked for the New York State Parks and Recreation Department, which is kind of really cute. That is really cute. And um, I guess he really liked that job and he didn't really want to leave it oh when Typo God. Negative took off. That's adorable. <laughs> uh, I know I'm supposed to want to not be here anymore, but... 
I really like this job. I don't want to go. <laughs> Except he also has a really heavy Brooklyn accent. I don't know if I can do that. Can you do all of that? Hold on. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Close. Got, we got a saying back in Brooklyn. I'm walking here. <laughs> Goth girls take themselves way too seriously. Very good. Say hi to your mother for me. You're not Mark Wahlberg. Not right now. Not right now. No Mark Wahlberg. Not Sorry, right now. He comes out sometimes. Go back. Go back, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. May the power of Christ compel you, Mark Wahlberg. Power Get back. Taco Bell compel me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior, Taco Bell. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor us, Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. Well, that's... Nice and dark and disturbing and perfect for Halloween. Uh, Basically, anything Typo Negative has ever put out can go on a Halloween playlist. For real. Nice. Christian Woman, this song, all the other ones off of Bloody Kisses. Basically all Bloody Kisses. Yeah, basically. All right. All right. Well, my... Next song is from a band you wouldn't think would go on to a Halloween playlist. But I think I've seen this on a few, so might not be a surprise. But my song is Queen's I'm Going Slightly Mad. Oh, they tried to tell you something. You're missing that one final screw. You're simply not in the pink, my dear. To be honest, you haven't got a clue. Slightly mad. I'm going slightly mad. So if Fleetwood Mac ends up on all of my lists that we do, Queen always, always ends, ends up, up on, on yours. Always. Because Queen is my favorite band. Yeah. Come for me. I don't think anybody would come for you for you that. You shouldn't. I mean, there's no reason to. If you do, you suck at music. I don't even want to know you. <laughs> This song was from their final studio album, Innuendo, in 1991. Freddie wrote this song along with help from his friend and producer, Peter Straker. They wrote lyrics about fading into insanity using very tongue-in-cheek phrases like knitting with only one needle and one card short of a full deck. The video itself is filmed in black and white, probably to contrast the very utter silliness of the band's actions throughout the film. While the video has a lot of fun imagery, like Freddie wearing a bushel of bananas on his head, a la Chiquita Banana, Mm -hmm. or Brian May waddling around with some penguins while he himself is dressed like a penguin, and it's really fucking cute. (laughs) It's probably the cutest thing I've ever fucking seen. The song itself does have an eerie sound to it that can leave you feeling unsettled. Mm -hmm. Like, just even just the... The bass is tuned down, and the guitar is just kind of this weird echoey sound. So it's it's there's there's a bit of a spooky haunting yeah, kind of element a to it. To it that you're like, I don't feel completely. I suppose cool. that was intentional. Oh, definitely. But what's really unsettling to me is that some close to Freddie have speculated that he was inspired to write this song. As a result of his battle with the advancing AIDS virus that he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. While he was only diagnosed in the late 80s, it's possible he could have had it in his body for a while before then. Right. So here you're hitting the 90s. There's a chance that his body's beginning to deteriorate. 
and his brain could be suffering from memory and sensory loss because they do say one of the things that can happen with AIDS is dementia. Well, your body's just shutting down. Yeah. And he, his health at one point, just like it hit that point where it just careened downhill. Yeah. And if you watch any documentary or read any book, you will hear when they were doing innuendo, there were days that the band didn't think they'd be able to finish the record. Yeah. Because at that point, Freddie knew. Like, he knew he did not have a lot of days left. Yeah. So there are people who said when he wrote this song, you know, I'm going slightly mad. He easily could have felt like he was. But he's still Freddie at the end of the day. So he's going to have a laugh about the whole thing. Yeah. And he doesn't want to take himself too seriously. So he uses these fun little phrases to kind of say, yeah, I'm probably losing my fucking mind. And it's just part of what's happening right now. And the, the video, again, utterly ridiculous, but it's really cute. Yeah. It's just fun to watch the bandmates just have a good time because it's one of their last videos. So mm-hmm. it was good. Um, But it's a really good Halloween one, I think, if you just, if you don't want to go full balls out, Monster Mash or goth metal. Yeah, which some, I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it all. <laughs> I'll hit all of it up, but... There's Something people, a little more interpretive. Yeah, a little more subtle. It is a subtle Halloween song, yeah. to say the least. But when you really sit and analyze it, you're like, yeah, I mean, what's more horrific than losing your fucking mind? Yeah. That's probably one of my biggest fears is just, like, not knowing who I am mm-hmm. and losing my mind. So, works, I think, if you think about it at a pretty deep level. Mm-hmm. So, good song. Good song. Agreed. So my next song, I don't know if you would really consider it a song. (laughs) It's on an album. Okay. There's kind of music in it. Okay. Nobody sings, though. Okay. But this one is by Tool. It's called Die Eier von Satan. Mm, Jesus. Yo, that's like some shit they play in a haunted house. Yeah, it's great. They're like, I need something that's atmospheric, yet very upsetting. Yeah. See, this is the song that my friends and I in high school would play in our car when we were driving around like abandoned psychiatric centers and stuff trying to scare the literal shit out of ourselves. It worked. I believe it. It worked. I believe it. So... Tool is a pretty good pick, I think, for Halloween playlists all around. Agreed. Because they just have very weird imagery. Yeah. And it's progressive metal, so it works. But this is their only song that references Satan, mm. I okay. think. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I'm like, I know directly. They have about Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure they have songs about Jesus, whatever. <laughs> but I don't know about Satan. Yeah, I don't know about Satan. Um, it's. It's an ominous song, machine-like noises, heavy clanging, with a Hitler-esque speaker shouting things in German with increasing intensity, and a very enthusiastic crowd clapping and cheering and everything, and it invokes a lot of Nazi imagery. Oh, man. Which is terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. Really? (laughs) There's no singing. It's just this guy reciting something in German, and if you don't know German, 
you don't know what it what he's saying. Right. But it's actually a pretty tongue-in-cheek song. What you might think is a Hitler wannabe chanting some anti-Semitic messages, it's actually just Maynard reciting a recipe for pop brownies in German. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome! And die Eier von Satan is the balls of Satan. Or the eggs of Satan. And through the whole speech oh that he's god. giving, he keeps repeating the phrase, Und keine Eier. Und keine Eier. That means, and no eggs. And no eggs. Oh my god. Wait, is, 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 he, is, he a, is he a vegan? Is that why he doesn't want the eggs? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. You just don't put any eggs in the pot brownies. Or they're either pot brownies or pot cookies. I'm not really sure which ones. So you put... Eggs and brownies? You should, but not in this recipe. I don't know about that. <laughs> you I, should. I'm questioning his, his brownie making You skills. should have eggs in there if you are not vegan, but you need some kind of binder. Yeah. Maynard, do you not know how to make brownies? Pot's not a binder. It's not. It is definitely not. No. Hmm. Questioning but anyway, you in your choices. It's a it's a pretty fucking creepy song. Yeah, it's very It's creepy. something you you I feel like you would find it on a, a soundtrack or or something to a scary movie or like oh, yeah. a like Terminator action movie. And it reminds me, like I said to you earlier, it's so much of a nine inch nail song. Yes. And I believe it's like downward spiral style. I wanna say Enema came out around the same time. Mm. as the downward spiral i think a couple years later Ish. no oh maybe in the 90s came out in the 90s like came out in the 90s guys but i i just like the again juxt- juxtaposition between the ridiculous heavy machine sounding yeah. song and it's a fucking pop brownie recipe yeah that's kind of amazing <laughs> but it sounds so creepy because it's in german yeah german it, it is just a proves unsettling that, language it proves you can say anything in german and have it sound ominous yep and yeah. no eggs und keine eier <laughs> see it sounds ominous like oh we must be talking about satan no i just don't want eggs in this yeah just, vegan, don't, damn just it. don't put eggs in my brownies bro i want, I want, want vegan brownies motherfucker <laughs> well, my uh, my last song for the playlist is not nearly as scary or no. ominous or anything, despite it's... the fact that it is called Scare Me by Major Lazer. I feel like you and I have very different Halloweens. Yeah. I want to sit in the dark with candles and summon spirits. Yeah. You want to skank all over your house. <laughs> I mean, I think I always want to skank all over my house, though. That's just me. I mean, when nobody's home, you're you're skanking. I'm skanking. <laughs> if the house is a skanking, don't come, come a, a knocking. Don't come a. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I don't, we'll get back to you. That, there's not much that rhymes with skanking. Yanking, wanking. Nope, those are not things. No, nope. that I mean, you would. Well, no, nope. no, no, not the right no. things. They're not the right, not the right things. things. No, I just like having a like a really. 
I imagine having a party with people over and I do have some metal Halloween songs, but for the most part, they're kind of spliced in there randomly, like yeah. sprinkled in you, there. Because oh, you can't, you can't have, have a- like a big ass party and constantly play and fucking- just play like King Diamond and no. Typo Negative and Tool. You can't. No, it just doesn't you, work. Everyone will fall asleep in a heartbeat. Or they'll just be like, Maggie, are you? Is okay? everything okay? Are you right? And I'm like, no, it's You're not. You're listening to a lot of dark music lately. It's not it? okay because I'm not skanking right now. <laughs> you know what and, this party needs? And skanking. It, skanking. That's all I can do. That's the only dance I can do. Well, this is actually also one of my newest additions to my Halloween playlist, so I thought it'd be fun to toss it on here because mm-hmm. I've been into it late- lately. Major Laser is an electronic music trio, and they've been around since the later aughts, like 2008, 2009 maybe. And this song is featured on their second full-length album, Free the Universe. Uh, which is funny. I didn't realize that Major Laser was a trio. I didn't realize it was three dudes. I thought it was, like, one guy. Well... Because it's called Major Laser. Because it's Lazer. called Major Laser. So you think one, like, army major. Yeah. It's just one person. Yeah. And they are Major Yeah. Laser. Laser. That's not how that worked. All right. Whatever. Okay. Still- or maybe it's just a laser laser that's totally major. Ooh. Right? All right. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That laser's a big deal. All right. Well, the song features both Timberly and Peaches, with a chorus daring someone to scare her. But the lyrics really sound to me more about sex. Especially when Peaches, Peaches comes in. Peaches is a song Peaches, about sex? No, really? I know this might surprise some this of you. This is blowing my mind. But Peaches might be singing about sex. <laughs> It's so weird, I know. Because she hasn't been doing that for years. No, that's not her thing. No. No. (laughs) My favorite part is towards the end, though, when an altered male's voice comes in and it says, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Invisible Man, and Hercules, don't scare me. And I'm like, Hercules Hercules shouldn't scare you. Where does that fit in? Isn't he supposed to be a hero? Right? I mean... Like, there's a, a story, there's a story, well, he's half man, half god. What, what potato. <laughs> but there's the story of him fighting the Minotaur. The Minotaur is scary. Yeah, Minotaur scary as fuck. Yeah, I don't want to run into a fucking Minotaur. Yeah, like, fuck that. There's I'd be terrified minotaur, of that. I'll turn around. But if I find a Minotaur, I'm gonna get Hercules right. to fight him. Yeah. Because Hercules is the hero. Yeah, so I don't really understand... It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Slight misstep, Major Laser. Slight misstep. And the music video for it is actually pretty ridiculous. It has Terry Crews starring as Major Laser. Oh. And is Nick- Terry Crews Major Laser? He might be. Can he be? Probably. Because that would be great. Right? I'm all right with that. And then Nick Kroll is like a character in it. And that one guy from Workaholics with the hair. I fucking hate that guy. Blake? Is that his Fucking name? hate that oh. guy. Okay, I well, fucking hate Workaholics. Oh. You can come for me on that. I don't oh. care. I fucking hate Ooh-wee. it. I hate that guy. Hot takes. He's just one of those guys that's like... You are just so offensive looking that I can't stop looking oh at you. Oh, my God. And there's, I, he's really not that offensive looking, was, but there is yeah. just something about him Come that back. offends me to my very core. I see it. I'm t- it's palpable. Yeah. Um, that's it's, your offendedness. It's thick in the air right now. It is. My contempt for this person. It's mostly the hair and the fucking mustache. If you got rid of one or the other, would you let it go a little? 
A little. Only if he got rid of the mustache, I All think. Right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll allow it. I, I just get very offended when I think about that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd hate it's, him. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so that's that's me. It's a cute up, video, though. It's a cute video. That's me tying up. That's me tying up my my end of the playlist. All right. Well, I'm going out with a bang. It's Dragula. It's Dragula, guys. guys it's number Dragula. one. Number one song on everybody's Halloween playlist. Dragula. Ding in the bedrooms. Dragula. Oh, we messed it up. We messed up real bad, and I'm really excited about that. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Dragula. No, it's not Dragula. It's not Dragula. It should be Dragula, but it's not Dragula. I know. This is a, this is a good... I think this is a good song, This too, is though. the one where you were like, oh, my God, this is a great Halloween song. How have I never thought of this in all of my years of living? You're right. And yeah. you should have. But should've. you didn't. I did. So... <laughs> I mean... But this is... This is a song by Megadeth called <laughs> Sweating Bullets! <laughs> Me, meet the real me, Dave Mustaine. I've got poodle hair. <laughs> oh, Dave! I'm still a little upset about Metallica. <laughs> I'll never let it go. <laughs> oh, Dave! Oh, Dave Mustaine. I actually have written in my notes. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Because oh, what else do you say? Oh, oh, Dave. I mean, this song. <laughs> We're laughing about it because this song puts a smile on your face. It does. It's a really good song, no, okay. but it's... <laughs> All things aside, it is a good song. Yes, it, it is. It's a good chorus. And like, it's got great guitars in it. And, and this album is a really good album. It's Symphony for Destruction, which is one of the their most revered albums. Yeah. Fantastic. And rightfully so. Absolutely rightfully so. rightfully so. And to be perfectly honest, I... Am a Megadeth fan over a Metallica fan? All right. I Dave holds a special place in my heart. Is that, is that, it's his voice, isn't it? It's the Hello, song. Ashley. Meet me, Dave Estate. You're going to like me better than Lars. I do. Yeah, I, that's You have not better hair. Hard, you have way though. better hair. <sighs> yeah, it's all the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. But... I mean, it's a really good song, but sometimes it comes off as a dad joke of a song. Oh like, my god! In the, first, it does. in the first chorus, he goes, "Nice story, tell it to Reader's Digest." <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. in a later verse, he's like, "It gives me a migraine headache." Does like, Reader's Digest still exist? Yes, it does. Oh, good it for does. them. Good for you, Reader's good Digest. For you, Reader's Digest. <laughs> Clearly, it's Dave talking to Dave. In the song, like his yeah. evil side has come out and is ridiculing his good side. It's basically a testament to mental illness, anxiety, murder, dementia, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Originally, Dave said he wrote the song because a lot of people told him he was, quote, kind of schizophrenic and oh. that I live inside my head. Okay. I think he may be confusing schizophrenia with multiple personality disorder, but that's beside the point. 
But he's also said that he wrote the song about his wife's friend who had a severe anxiety issues. Dave's wife, Pam, would go out to parties with this friend and the friend would lose her shit and abandon Pam. So Pam would have to call up Dave and have him get her from those parties late at night. Oh, my God. So, like, your supposed hard rocking boyfriend or husband or whatever has to come get you from the party. Is he sleeping out? He's like, I can't go out tonight. I'm really tired. <laughs> go out with your crazy friend. Actually, what I love is that's not even his voice at all. It's, it's not. just for that song, but it's always going to be Dave Mustaine's voice to me now. Have you seen the video for this? Yes. It's hilarious. Isn't he singing to himself in a mirror? Oh, there's like a bunch of Dave Mustaine's. Yeah, there's a lot of Dave Mustaine's. All talking to each video. other, and they're all crazy, and it's like. 1993 graphics. Oh my god. And it was directed by Wayne Isham, who I'm pretty sure went on to be a big movie director for like Britney Spears and oh. boy bands and okay. stuff. Okay. He was a really big music video director in the 90s and early 2000s. All right. And funny story apparently, Dimebag Daryl really loved this song. Oh. And even had a black tooth grin tattoo. After the line, someday you too will know my pain and smile its black tooth grin. Oh. He also created a cocktail that he named Black Tooth Grin, which wow. was pretty much just a glass of whiskey with a splash of Coke in it. Ugh, that sounds <laughs> fucking Awful. gross. Disgusting. Just give me the whiskey. I don't want the Coke in it. Yeah. Ugh. What a great song to end it on. That is a good song. That's a great Halloween song. Again, still mad at myself for never figuring that out. Well, you got it now. We got it now. And hopefully you guys got it now, too. And you guys have 12 sweet new jams to put on your Halloween playlist. Get yourselves fucking pumped, because it's the best time of the year. And then after Halloween, everything's shit for seven months. It's fine. Yeah, Christmas is the worst. Christmas can eat a dick. Yeah. I get really bad seasonal affective disorder, so I'm pretty much miserable until May. And I'm kind of putting my foot down now we are not doing a christmas songs episode yeah don't ask us for christmas songs i'm not doing it you know what whatever like you don't want to hear that <laughs> i don't want to hear I know it you don't but i don't think anybody does because we get so fucking inundated guys in two days you're gonna get fucking slammed with christmas songs for the next two months straight yep done i'm already We're not done gonna do it to you because you're already you're already done yeah but enjoy halloween Pass out candy, party hard, play sweet tunes, dress up, watch scary movies, just bask in the season because it's the best. And tell us what your favorite Halloween playlist songs yeah. are. Because I want to know. some shit. Like, yeah, Ashley needs to build her list up. And I had I'm a tough time with this. Yeah, and I I'm apparently more. missing stuff. So I, I, we would love to know more songs that we might be missing. So mm-hmm. hit us up on the social meds. We've got Twitter at Rock Candy Pod and Instagram and Facebook at Rock Candy Podcast. Or you can even just leave us a comment on our website, www.rockcandypodcast.com. And yeah, we would love to know what you guys are listening to for the Halloween times. Because mm-hmm. shit, we might not know it. And then after this is our fan suggestion. We did not month. forget about you. Didn't forget. We, we didn't have... forget. We've got your fan suggestions for... Slamming episodes, ready to go. Put them in the oven. Bake them. Bake them. Eat them. Put some eggs in them. Because you got a binder. You need a binder. You need a binder. 
Right? Eggs are a binder and eggs are delicious. Yeah. And you need a binder. You need a binder. You can't make brownies without them. Tool. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. Pass out pot brownies for Halloween. I don't give a shit. Do what you gotta do. But have fun. No, don't be that weirdo that's passing out edibles (laughs) that you see on the news. Nobody is giving their children fucking edibles. They are too expensive. Yeah, they are really expensive. Nobody's giving those out Nobody's handing those out for free to children. I've had friends charge me for edibles. So it's like... Those are fucking... You're my friend and you're charging me? It's It's gold. It is gold. It is gold. You nobody's giving children at this fucking stop. Stop. Yeah, stop it. Stop. Let it. your kids eat candy. All the candy. Fuck it. Yeah. Have a good And then tell them Halloween. they're beautiful because they are beautiful. Yeah. Tell your kids they're beautiful and feed them a Snickers. God, we should be parents. Oh. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> we would not do great at that. No, we would be terrible. We'd it's have right the though. fattest children on the planet. We're 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 good cool ants. I'm not even an ant, so I'm... I'm. You would a, be a good cool ant, should you have ever been an ant. That's still too much work. I know. I don't want to do that. That's fine. I'm a good dog mom. You know what? How about that? Yeah, yeah. Good you're, dog ant. Yeah. You're, you're good drinking and talking about music, lady. Yep. There mm-hmm. we go. And, that's, and I think that's a great... It's a great note to end it on. Nailed it. Nailed yes. it. Yes. So with that, party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And happy Halloween, bitches. Fuck yeah. Sweating bullets. Drag you low. <laughs>